1: Connect to more.
0: And Bobcat women's teams have finished in the top 10 in the country in GPA. So she's cranking out some of the most high academic achievers and also winning a bunch of ball games as well. And uh, this is my 11th season covering Trish, um, and I always enjoy my chats with her. So here's what uh, our conversation from Tuesday. Uh, this is actually early in the morning. So Tuesday, early morning. Trisha Benford previewing this Cat Grizz game. We go now to the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in. A good friend of the show, Tricia Benford. She's been with us many times during her time at Montana State, and now it's a huge week. It's 2021. Here we are. Coach Binford, thanks so much for joining us. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. How are you doing?
0: Very, very good. It is uh, a hectic week now with Cat Grizz on the horizon, but we're kind of into the flow of the conference season. So um, first to start there, what have you thought of just the initial – couple weekends of conference play your team sitting at four and two in big sky conference action and it's been different right having to play the same team back to back on thursdays and saturdays so what do you think of just the way the schedule has gone and how your team has handled it so far
2: yeah i think you learn a little bit each week on how you want to prepare for that second game the first first game seems pretty normal and then the second game you're sitting in the same site in the same location and it's the same team so uh, adjusting on tweaks and scanner reports, just just a different feel. Uh, usually, you're preparing for a different opponent, and and so now you get to get uh, to the chess match a little bit and think about uh, just a little bit of tweaks and and, and build it. And I thought, uh, you know, this last week our team was able able to get over a hump and get our first sweep. And you just want to continue getting better and better each week.
0: Coming off of a sweep now into the rivalry weekend, what's the dynamic going to be like, do you think, having to play the Lady Grizz two times in a row?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's nice to, to break those apart. I mean, it's just uh, it's crushing it in the, in the one week and move on. And uh, I think you you try to approach as, as normal as possible as, as far as it's just the next game on, on a schedule, but I think everybody knows in the state that this is, this is the one everybody circles at the beginning of the year. It's an important week for us. It's an important week for them, and uh, right now we're both tied in the standings in conference play, so every victory you can get with not knowing how many games you're even going to get in conference. I mean, we're sitting with six games under our belt, and uh, Idaho State's sitting with ten games under their belt, so Every game is critical and crucial, and you just want to give your your best game that game you have an opportunity to play.
0: So much emotion attached to this rivalry, and I think an element of nerves, especially early in games, it's so fun always to watch when the players finally settle in and, and they're feeding off the crowd no matter if you're on the road or at home but do you feel like there's a chance that the the second game won't necessarily have as many nerves? Obviously no fans at either game, but do you feel like now that you're playing the same opponent there might be a little bit of a quicker acclimation? There might be a little bit more flow early on in the second game?
2: Yeah, I think uh, the nerves with the atmosphere, not having a sold-out arena, not having uh, the crowd noise is is going to play some factor, but I think you're still going to understand who's the opponent and uh, in, in the pride you want to take in, in playing well for your fans. And then the second game, this one will be a little bit different since we'll be traveling over to M- Missoula. We've got those two games on the schedule, so that will actually be a little bit nice uh, just to change locations and, and have that kind of change up. But I think there's still going to be a- emotion, it's going to be a little bit different, uh, but uh, hopefully our freshmen are naive to just lock in and do what they do best.
0: Trisha Bidford joining us, longtime head basketball coach for the Montana State women's basketball team. And Coach, you mentioned the freshmen. You have had a complete makeover of your roster. Still some familiar faces like Darian White and Cola Bear, Tori Martell, but a whole group of new freshmen as well. So what have you thought of just the way that the freshmen have grown? How are they doing with the learning curve? You are playing sometimes as many as four or even five freshmen in a given game.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, when you, you uh, look on the court and you're wondering why they're they're making certain mistakes, you, I, I, I have to take responsibility on that because typically I'm, I am looking at four freshmen, but uh, I felt like this last week was kind of a breakthrough for the freshmen. You know that you come into college and freshmen, the biggest hump is typically in the defensive end, and and we had just come off that Portland State split and really had uh, been tough on my um, on my underclassmen after that um, that second game and that second matchup. And I just felt like we turned the corner on the commitment, uh, the focus, uh, just how hard you have to grind every possession on that end of the floor, especially in preparation for the. Uh, the most uh, difficult offensive team in the conference with North, Northern Arizona's point production. So I felt like the freshman took a huge step for us. I felt like a team, as a team, uh, it was the first complete week that we felt like we defended as a group. And, and those were kind of the younger signs early on as defending our players, defending individually, not really getting an understanding yet on the big picture of what our defense is about. And I thought that really catapulted for our offense starting to come together when people. Uh, Focus less on the offense and really more uh, grinding it out on that end of the floor. But uh, we've got a lot of talent. Uh, I thought, you know, that week showed if we, if we can be consistent um, throughout our lineup, um, then we're going to be pretty dangerous. And that's really been the battle for us since day one, is just getting consistent play throughout the lineup. But that particular weekend really showed this might be the deepest team I've ever coached.
0: And it all starts with the point guard. So Darian White put up. Phenomenal numbers during the non-conference, all-American caliber numbers. I know it was just a five-game sample size, but uh, she was up there in every statistical category, scoring, steals, all of that. But it it seems as if teams have really, really put a uh, heavy focus on her in Big Sky Conference play. What have you noticed about the way teams are defending Darian White here now that we're in Big Sky Conference action?
2: Well, yeah, two things I would say. The first thing with uh, the preseason is the rest of the team still searching for its identity, and so Darian was definitely carrying us through that quite a bit. Uh, Her along with Tori, you know, Tori was kind of that kid that she was finding in every situation, and and those two just really had to carry so much of the load early on. And as we started getting towards the end of the preseason schedule, we had kids like Gabby Maki starting to show that she could be kind of that uh, piece through the post play. Some of the their guards starting to step up and then the last couple games we've had three four uh double digit scores and that's where darian started to really um just get a lot of trust in the rest of this personnel of, of of getting um a lot of different kinds of touches throughout our lineup but the other piece of that with conference is you know, a lot of preseason we had some pressure teams, Utah, um, Portland, that trapped the entire game just really opened up a lot of those things early on. And now in the conference play, we're seeing teams kind of plug her in the backcourt, defend us at the three-point line, and really just force us to getting into our offense. And so that has been a little bit of maturity for us, just having some composure of not settling for an average shot early on when they're taking some of those really high percentage looks away uh, in transition and getting into the gut of, of our offense and a lot of people uh, involved. And I think we've we've had some really strong strides, even starting with the Portland State week. I, I Liked how we got a lot of t- uh, different players involved. But a lot of that has to do with dairy, a lot of that has to do with some other kids starting to, to get really consistent in their positions.
0: Treasure Benford, Montana State Women's Basketball Coach, joining us right here on New now. I want to ask you specifically about a couple of the freshmen. First, let's start with one who's from right here in Missoula, Lexi Deaton. Her mom was my middle school PE teacher and uh, was one of my favorite <laughs> basketball coaches of all time. But Lexi Deaton has been a great um, emerging player for you and had a great game on s- Saturday against Northern Arizona. 22 points in your 90-65 uh, to 65 win over NAU. What sort of progress have you seen in Lexi this year? And um, how much has that production been able to give you guys a boost?
2: Well, let's back up here first. culture I feel like you know everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you have some kind of story or connection with everybody in this state. So that's, that's right. Awesome. I mean, it's, it, uh, first, Montana's first just
0: one big neighborhood, right? It just has one really, really, <laughs> really totally long is. highway.
2: So I'm totally not surprised about that. But um, Lexi is a kid since day one that puts everything out on the floor, every single possession, both ends of the floor. And it was just a matter of time before she slowed herself down enough to have the production because her effort, her work ethic, um, her toughness, her physicality, her nose for the ball has been off the charts since day one. She has literally let us in practice multiple times in rebounds and deflections, and we're talking deflections with kids on our, our team like Gary and White and Maddie Jackson. So, Those are pretty hard to uh, get the majority of those in a practice setting. So she just is one of those kids that disrupts on a constant basis. And our defensive philosophy philosophy is designed a lot of that. We're leading the conference right now in steals for trying to be a disruptive and taking teams out of primary actions. But the the big thing I think has been a breakthrough for her on the offensive end is just kind of slowing herself down, taking the shots in the right place. I think all of our freshman class – Um, It took them a little bit of time of this is within the offense. This makes sense for everybody for when we have this in flow. And I just think she's getting her feet under her. She's getting her strength. She's starting to not think the game. She's starting to play the game because she's been getting into a rhythm of what our actions are. And she was literally somebody that I I felt was unstoppable this last weekend in that second game. And we had to go through her. So having a piece like that, especially within offense for us, that the post play has been so critical uh, it's a really, really nice uh, situation, and to come from a freshman, I think, speaks just volumes of just her work ethic and how hard she's been working.
0: Both Lexi Dean and Leah Beatty have, both have Lady Grizz ties, both the daughters of former Lady Grizz. So how do you hope they handle the emotions of this upcoming weekend?
2: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they just settle in. We were on a, a web call yesterday with the Fast Break Booster Club, and uh, Leah was on there, and her parents were on there, and she was joking with her mom what, what kind of uh, that she's not going to be able to come into the game and give her ticket away if she comes in any grizz gear. So <laughs> there, there, there's a lot of smack talk, I think, already in the family household. But uh, I know her mom is her one of her biggest supporters. So so we're thankful that uh, we're going to be able to get some immediate family members in the game. And, and once again, if I can just get the kids to lock in to doing what we do and and distract uh, all the noise around, I think we can just build off of of last week and get better this week. That's really our our ultimate uh, goal is to to get better and play better. And we still have a lot of work to do, and we have some things uh, that we still want to get off film. So we just got to get that distraction off the plate, but uh, channel the emotion and put it into great defensive energy.
0: Last couple things for you. Trisha for joining us on Nuanas Now let's look at the other side of the matchup. Then the Lady Grizz, Montana, uh, has been good so far. 4-2 and two in league play. Uh, Carbon G. Feller has really emerged as a go-to scorer. Sophia Stiles looks back to full health, really controlling the tempo of the game, both sides as a point guard. And Abby Anderson seems like one of the most improved players in the league. Not only now just a great defensive player, but also somebody that can score really efficiently in the post. Uh, it kind of starts with those three. But what do you see when you look at the Lady Grizz, coach?
2: Uh, well, first of all, post post defense. I mean, this is a team that their post play I think is uh, leading the conference in almost every statistical category. So you really need to limit as many many good looks that they have down there. I feel when uh, G Feller gets it, it's it's going to be uh, two points on the board. So and it just puts you in a really difficult position of uh, them getting to the foul line, rebounding position, all those. Of things, so we just got to really work uh, as a team before it gets in there. Number one, I think, like I said, the post play has depth. I think they're really talented. Uh, Sophie uh, obviously is just kind of the heart and soul of that team. So you got to keep her in check. You got to keep her out of the paint. You got to make sure that she's earning what she gets. She's really, uh, really effective in the ball screen. And and as a team, we're just gonna have to build a great wall um, and just make them earn what they get. Like like I said, uh, when attack is weak, uh, some of those statistic things go out. The out the door. Um, I think the, the team as a whole um, is really shooting the ball well. Uh, I think this is a team that uh, is getting a lot of great flow on the offensive end, but defensively they always make you work for everything that you get. And uh, we're just going to have to grind out possession after possession.
0: She's Trisha Benford, reigning Big Sky Conference Coach of the Year, the head coach of the Montana State Women's Basketball Team Rivalry Weekend on the horizon. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Best of luck this weekend.
2: I appreciate it. Thanks so
0: much for having me. There you go. Trisha Benford, head coach of the Montana State women's basketball team, the reigning Big Sky Conference champions. She's the reigning Big Sky Conference coach of the year. And in recent years, they've utterly dominated this rivalry. Montana State has won nine out of the last 11 Cat Grizz games, including seven out of the last nine and four in a row. Two straight season sweeps of the Lady Grizz, but this Lady Grizz team much improved. So we'll see what happens as the action gets underway about 42 minutes from now tonight, and it'll be at noon on Saturday, and we'll keep you apprised of everything that's going on. It is Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. We live in a great state. You know that because it's Cat Griswick, Week, but you know it's a great state anyways. And we live here because we want to enjoy it. If you're a business owner, you know how hard you work, sometimes at the expense of your own free time. That's where Black Bookkeeping and Consulting Services comes in. Black Bookkeeping and Consulting Services is a virtual bookkeeper that helps small businesses organize, maintain, and grow, which helps keep your business running smoothly. And it gives you more time to do what you love. Right now, receive 50% off cleaning up your 2020 books if you sign up by January 31st. So that's just a couple days away, holy cow, running out of time. Visit blackbookkeeping.com to schedule your free consultation today. It is an all-women's hoops basketball hour to start. Nuana is now here on a Thursday. We're about 40 minutes away from the tip of the Cacariz rivalry game in Bozeman. The game on Saturday will be tipped at noon in Missoula. Our Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, the Crystal Red Path, sponsored by Pangea and Staven Hoop, coming up here in, oh, I don't know, about 15 minutes. But first we're going to hear from Montana head women's basketball coach Mike Petrino, just right after this, Mike Petrino, Lady Grizz joining us on Nuan as now. to be safe for you and your family the Wingate Inn located in Missoula it's an excellent option for business travelers local business people or anybody coming through the city of Missoula let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not special January promo going on by the Wingate by Wyndham right now as well if you stay two nights in January of 2021 you get a free growler and a fill card for Big Sky Brewing Big Sky Brewing just right across the way from the Wingate so if you book all you got to do is book through the hotel directly Google Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula. Limited to one free beaker per customer, but stay two nights. January 2021, free growler and fill card from Big Sky Brewing and tell them Nuwana's Now sent you. Nuwana's Now, it's 90 ESPN Missoula. Stay wide, SWX Montana Television. Maybe Grizz game coming up here in about 35 minutes. You need a place to watch? Head on down to Silver Slipper. They got 55 TVs to you for you to watch all the action, whether it's the Super Bowl in a couple weeks college basketball, MMA, or Cat Grizz Hoops. Silver Slipper will have it on for you. Drink specials every day, 20 Keno machines, a liquor store, and pizza. There's nowhere else you should be watching your favorite teams. Stop by today and see why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets. We march on with our women's basketball coverage from here in the state of Montana and around the Big Sky Conference. Mike Petrino, head coach of the Lady Grizz. Go once again to the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in for the second week in a row, Lady Grizz head coach Mike Petrino, his team coming off of a weekend sweep of Sacramento State in their first home games of Big Sky Conference action. Crazy to say that it took till mid-January to get the first Big Sky home game, to the Lady Grizz in Missoula. But Montana took care of business last week, 90-77 over Sacramento State, 60-63 on 66-63, excuse me, on Saturday. So, coach, coming off of a weekend sweep, we'll start there. I know it's rivalry week, and we'll get into all of that. But what did you think of your team's performance a weekend to go?
3: Well, I was proud. Well, you said it was crazy to uh, think that we were our first home game. Our conference was mid-January, uh, right? Uh, that's just the year we're in. And uh, proud of our girls, they competed on Saturday. Uh, Thursday, we played really well offensively, and then honestly, Saturday we we uh, it was a lot of the same shots. Uh, Had tough, pretty shooting, and that happened. And um, probably the worst we faced when we lost the lead. Were able to finish game strong and, and to come out to win.
0: Is that an encouraging sign from a team when you, maybe you don't shoot the ball that well but you do still find a way to get out of victory?
3: Yeah, I think it is. I think it's a huge credit to them in the sense of, um, you know, not only that, well, first of all, fact, it is a team that's can be better, better each week you know, the record mostly in the sense that they uh, haven't had all players back but they are now and, and credit to them they play extremely hard um, but when you have, you know, where everything goes well in one night, you play the same team the next night or, the, or you know, two days later, um you have that first especially in the fourth quarter. It's not like you have bad starting to come back, you know, you fourth quarter I mean they they got all the momentum and and when you have a inexperienced group like we do, um, you know, we spend during one of the huddles in that fourth quarter we say, Hey, we learn more about ourselves in these situations and than, than uh, other situations so embrace it and so players got it. They finished strong. I think it was a positive sign for our our group to respond that way, and I'm proud of for that.
0: Now it's rivalry week, and it's always interesting when it's rivalry week. But this year, distinctly different because it's not just one rivalry game you're preparing for; it's two. Thursday night and Saturday afternoon. So, Coach, just talk about that dynamic, the fact that uh, you're not going to just have to get geared up and emotionally ready for a single game this week, but it's in fact going to be two Cackers <laughs> games that you're getting ready for this weekend.
3: It, it, it's definitely a, a unique experience for sure. And, um, you know, to like you said, a lot of emotion packed in one game and do it twice is uh, a, a new task. But, again, I think everyone is just excited we get to play like, um, we're fortunate we to be at two schools that are making every effort possible to play games. Um, we have two passionate fan bases, these are the two largest fan bases in the big sky as far as attendance goes, and it's a great game, and uh, you know we have a lot of new kids, so you know it's, it can be weird not having fans, but always try to find the positive in these unprecedented times, and if there's anything positive, it's like we have eight new kids, we don't know the difference between what the fans are, so we'll use that
0: no doubt Mike Petrino joining us he's the head coach of the Montana Lady Grizz his team both hosts and travels to Montana State this weekend uh and it's going to be an interesting matchup to be sure but coach you yourself you're a Montana and you've been a part of this game now for four years as an assistant now you're entering your first rivalry game as a head coach but what sort of feelings does this elicit within you as somebody that has been around the state of Montana for a long time and has some familiarity with this rivalry, both before you coached in it and now that you've coached in it several times as well?
3: Yeah, you know, I think. Um, what well, about the players? I think uh, it is special here. I think we can tell, I think both sides, the recruits that they get to play in a place where it's special. It's about well and. and um, so, I think that the, the people and the fans make a recovery what it is. Um, now, let's be honest uh, um, you know, Bozeman has momentum in rivalry. Um, They've won the majority of the games, and Trish and, uh, has done a, a excellent job with their program, and so they have the momentum. Uh, Coach, himself, of course, started the dynasty he, he built here, and had a lot of momentum there. But if you want to be, you know, up close and honest here, they have the momentum, and and they've earned that right, and uh, we can't control that, but we can control what we do on this weekend. So it is a special thing. Uh, our players know it. It's more about them. Um, you know, I'm fortunate that I got three. Uh, I work with three-rate people, and Jordan Sullivan and Chase Henderson, who've lived this rivalry as well. So um, we have a lot of emotional investment in this.
0: That is an interesting fold. I was talking to Danny Sprinkle, Montana State men's basketball coach, about this. Because I think that there's only 35 coaches in all of Division One men's basketball that are coaching at their alma mater, including mm. two right here in the state of Montana, and Travis DeKir and Danny Sprinkle. You mentioned your staff coach, and all three were great Grizzlies and uh, played in this game m- many times. So is that something where they can sort of pass along the importance to the players, or how does that dynamic work?
3: Well, you know, I, you know, I've I don't think you need a lot of hype to get through this game. I think, um, well, first of all, I, 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 you know, it's an honor to work with Jordan and Nate and And they, they bring that passion every day. It doesn't just come around every week. So um, they can share their experiences, and it's great for our players to have. Um, but their work every day is is why we've had uh, our more good days than not good days. So um, we're a full team here. We're fully engaged and passionate about the program, and the best we can, and um, they're great for players, but it's not just about this week. It's about yeah, every day of the season.
0: It is Nuwana is now, 102.9 ESPN, Missoula Statewide, SWX Montana Television, Montana Lady Grizz head coach Mike Petrino joining us to break down the upcoming rivalry matchups with Montana State. Let's get into the matchups then, Coach. It seems to me, watching the Bobcats, first of all, they're a team that's really, really young, uh, but when they start clicking, they can be very dangerous, especially when the freshmen start figuring out, you know, what, what's a good shot, starting shooting high-percentage shots. What's your overall scout as you look at Montana State here early on?
3: Well, we knew they have a very they have a talented group coming in. Um, you, know, when you're, um, you know, I've seen a lot of these kids in high school, whether they're a club or not. Um, and then, you know, they've done a great job of, of uh, developing these kids in the part of the season uh are their best. They, you know, I think both teams share some similarities both teams only have one senior. here. Uh both teams came in with a lot of um question marks with experience. Um you know we brought in five freshmen, I think they have six freshmen. Um so there's a lot of experience there that was needed on both sides I think that they've I think they're kind us thought they played outstanding I think they um they could just be any them. And uh, they're very impressive and you know, they've they've got it going right now, they're playing their best basketball for sure. And 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 they're obviously led by you know, one more dynamic leak in Darian. so um and they got a great shooter from three and Tori. So they're they're very they're they're always been I felt like talented. Now they're getting more experience and uh it's a good combination for them and a good challenge for us.
0: For any basketball fans out there, I know everybody listening to this show is absolutely a basketball fan, but if you really like the the game within the game, the matchups within the matchups, to me, I'm so excited to watch the matchup between Darian White and Sophia Styles. I know that there's going to be some delineations, maybe some other people guarding other people, but I think both of these young ladies do such a fantastic job of dictating the tempo of the game on both sides. They're both such great defenders as well as such great facilitators and both, quite frankly, heart and souls of their respective teams. So, Coach, just talk about the point guard matchup. It seems like this is a, a really fun one if you're a fan of Big Sky Conference basketball.
3: Oh, absolutely. You said it best. I mean, you're talking about the two of the... I think that last time I saw they were the top two in in the league, or two of the top three. Um, and, you know, they, a lot of, you know, respect for Darren White um, and what she's done. But, of course, I, I, I'm a full... Sophie Styles. I believe in her. I think she's done a great job leading our team, and um, you know, without her, we'd be in a different position. So uh, it's a great matchup for fans, and yet a very good player for them. And we're very excited that we have Sophie Stiles leading us as well, and we're excited about that matchup. And it'll be fun to watch two competitors compete.
0: And the other intriguing matchup here is the matchup on the block. Your, your forwards and centers have been so good, especially Carmen G. Feller and Abby Anderson. They were outstanding this last week, and quite frankly, dominant in their ability to score the ball. And Montana, State, pretty young in the front court, but some emerging talent. Alexi Deaton had a great game against Northern Arizona on Saturday. So, Coach, what do you think of just the matchup in the post?
3: Well, I think that's an area that um, you know they have their strength from with their athleticism and the primary game and and uh developing inside game we can do every weekend. And for us that's a for us. We've been very happy with what Carmen and Abby and others done. Um give a huge credit to again our assistant coaches, uh, Nate and Jace who everyday work with our bigs and, and do a great job developing them and, and Jordan works with our guards and does a great job with them as well. So it's a great matchup inside the pain, I think that's an area that we've had success with. Um I know that we'll have a great plan to uh, try and uh, take that away. Um, however we've got to be who we are and do what we do. Um and it'll be a fun matchup and it'll be a lot of body And, and you're right, you know, Lucky played very well, had a great weekend last weekend. And uh, that'll be a fun matchup there. And and then I uh, guess yeah, two guards in the arc. I mean Tori is one of the best three point shooters in the league. And um you know, I thought she was great perform last year in the role that she had. Um uh, would have started on a lot of teams. Of course she's the sixth person expand the year in the the best guy. So she's an excellent player. Um, they've got weapons. had talent. And they're getting more experience each weekend. and so it'll be a it'll be a great competitive game. And it's going to be a game with a lot of passion, and emotion, and and um, you know, or as a fan, that's all going to be the fans. But it's going to be a lot of emotion and passion on the floor for sure.
0: Well, coach, we get you out of here on this. Uh, we've never had this experience before, where. You're going to play a rivalry game on Thursday, and then you're going to turn around and get a rematch, on, on less than 48 hours later. So, how crucial will it be to reset and uh, sort of re-engage in all of the emotional nature of this on Saturday? Or, I guess, how do you go about preparing your team to play that second game, which is sure to also be packed with a lot of different factors after I already have played once this week?
3: Well, what we, we tip off five and. Uh... After that, we'll have all that time to work on those adjustments and uh, matchups and all those those things. But I really think everyone's focused focus on Thursday. Is, 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 you're definitely right. Historically, we only play one game, and this was put all the work in the one. And to have two of these and the same team, different gyms, definitely experience. So it's something we're gonna go through and learn. Um, you know, this is a this, I said last time this year has been plan, to pivot, We're working have to pivot. And, see what we do, and um, uh, it'll be a unique situation for sure. But, again, we're just glad we're going to play. Um, Montana State, a lot of respect for them, a lot of respect for Trish. Uh, they're playing their best basketball right now, and, and uh, we're excited about the opportunity to to take part in this great rivalry.
0: He's Mike Petrino, head coach of the Lady Grizz. His team taking on Montana State not once, but twice, a double dip, Thursday and Saturday. Coach, we know it's a busy week. We appreciate the time. Thanks so much for taking it with us, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon.
3: Thank you, guys. I uh, appreciate you, uh, your support and, uh, you know, and these games. Thank you very much.
0: Mike Petrino, head coach of Lady Grizz. we got to get out. We've got our Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath presented by Staven Hoops. Staven Hoops is open from 4 to 10. Every day, besides Sundays and Mondays, it's below Pangea. It's a little nice little speakeasy. Just walk down the stairs. They got all sorts of great stuff going on: half off house wines, wells, brews, and bites during their happy hour. And go check them out at Pangea around the Big Sky in women's hoops, presented by Stephen Hoop. Right after this. to more. Welcome back. Hope you're having a good Thursday. It is new on as now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula Statewide, SWX Montana Television. You don't have to change the channel for like 72 hours. Just keep it right here. The the women's basketball game is going to be coming up in about 18 minutes uh, for the Cat rivalry, Robbery, and it will be back here again on Saturday. Noon tip, is that right, Krista? Okay, and Krista Redpath with me. She will be on the call on Saturday as well. Time to get into it. It's our, our weekly now. This is We can call this a regular segment now, though. We've been doing it for almost a month. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Krista Redpass. She shops by and during the 4 o'clock hour every single Thursday. It is presented in part by Stave & Hoop. Stave & Hoop is a sweet speakeasy. It's right below Pangaea Restaurant. Open 4 to 10 p.m. every day except for Sundays and Mondays. They have daily specials going on every single day, so all you got to do is go to staveandhoop.com. That's S-T-A-V-E and hoop, just like basketball. Very fitting yeah, but it is one of, the, one of the... I've been down there for a happy hour, and it, it is Great. no question the only place in town you're going to find a burger and a beer for 10 bucks. Only place you're going to find it anywhere in town. So go check out the Stave and Hoop Speak Easy, and keep it right here, too. We'll have a giveaway with a gift card to Stave and Hoop uh, here in just a little while. You just got to keep it dialed. Uh, it is a big-time rivalry game tonight. We're going to get into some of the other stuff going on around the Big Sky, but this is the one that's going to have the spotlight on it. Uh, it's definitely the biggest rivalry in the league, and it's become... A lopsided rivalry in the opposite fashion of what it was for a really long time. I think Robin Selvig went something like 74-20 and 20 against the Bobcats. It's
4: a long streak. In country. his
0: in his uh, 38 seasons at the helm for Lady Grizz. But uh, Trisha Bidford has owned this rivalry since then. Montana State's won 9 out of the last 11. 7 out of the last 9 and 4 in a row. Two straight sweeps. So it's been since uh, Shannon Schwain employed that crazy zone in Dahlberg Arena that caused... The Bobcats that had the Hannah Cottle and Delaney Junkermeyer, they they didn't shoot well against that zone. But other than that, Bobcats have largely dominated this rivalry. But this is a completely new look on both sides. The Bobcats are the youngest team in the entire country, quite honestly, with all the freshmen that they're playing. The Lady Grizz have a ton of new faces as well. And, of course, as we all know, there's really no fans in the stands. So it's a completely different dynamic. I mean, just set the scene for us, Krista. What do you think of just the overall dynamic of this thing with a bunch of new faces, some new coaches, and a whole heck of a lot of new players.
4: Well, I mean, Montana State has six newcomers, or excuse me, eight and six for newcomers. I just know that both squads have quite a few That's newcomers. That's right, exactly. And and you look at it, you think, Coulter, like no fans. Like what kind of atmosphere mm-hmm. and what kind of emotion is going to be brought to the table without any fans? It's going to be more of a pure basketball environment. Will nerves not be as much of a factor? Will certain kids not get as rattled? These are all interesting questions.
0: That's my biggest question is both of these teams are going to play a bunch of freshmen tonight and on Saturday. And you know as yourself, as a a player, you played in this game eight times. And stepping into the game for the first time is a completely different experience. No matter how much you can prepare yourself for, you have no idea. But will it be the same level of pressure? I think there'll be the same level of pressure from the familiarity standpoint. They're going to have some of their parents in the stands. That's an interesting fold. Um, And it obviously is getting a lot of publicity. You know, we've been talking about it all week.
4: Well, yeah, and and they're back in the brick where last year when Montana was there, uh, Montana State won the regular season, uh, confetti everywhere. Cut
0: down the nets. Um,
4: Cut down the nets. I mean, if you don't look at that when you're Montana and remember that feeling of what it's like to come into your cross-state rivals uh, arena and feel that way, I mean, there's something there for sure.
0: Let's start there then with the matchup of the newcomers. I think that both sides have had impressive newcomers. Some of the newcomers from Montana State had a couple of the best games we've seen for any freshman in the league, period. I think Lexi Deaton has been, honestly, one of the great surprises in the entire Big Sky Conference to me as a freshman. Uh, coming out of Missoula Sentinel, a very a very good player, but I thought she was going to be one that would maybe contribute a couple bench minutes here or there, or maybe redshirt. And instead, she's been basically the first post off the bench for the Bobcats, and she's been a really good bench scorer. She's averaging almost 11 points per game in conference play. She had 22 points last Saturday against Northern Arizona. And uh, Leah Beatty also had a great game, and she's, she's shown that at times she can be a very explosive scorer as well. But on the Montana side of things, I mean, Kendall Keller flat won Montana the game against Seattle U earlier this year. So, I mean, just break it down for us to, between the newcomers in this thing, just from a basketball perspective, it seems like both of them have uh, pretty talented young ladies coming off the bench.
4: Well, I think it's a bright future for both of them when you look at these kids that are coming in. And I think if you're Coach Benford, you're elated with the fact that you could have a freshman like a Leah Beatty or... Um, Lexi Deedon. Lexi Deedon. come in and give you good minutes because anytime you can get that as a coach and you can actually get those minutes and have them be part of your production, I think that's huge. And you flip it over on the other side with Kendall Keller too. I mean, where does she fit into Mike Petrino's system? Mm
0: -hmm. I'm so interested to see if there's an extra element of pressure for both Lexi Deedon and Leah Beatty as well, because they're going to be playing in front of their mothers who are both ex-Lady Grizz in Bobcat jerseys for the first time live and in person. I know that I'm sure their mothers have been watching on the stream and all that stuff, but uh, (laughs) Coach Finford told me that that Leah Beatty was uh, was joking with Kelly Pilcher saying – Mom, I'm not giving you one of my tickets because you're you're the enemy this week. Well,
4: it's certainly weird to see that whole family decked out in the blue and gold. I mean, I played with Carla, right. uh, which, you know, is um, Leah's aunt. And she was a senior when I was a freshman. And Kelly Pilcher, obviously, everyone knew who Kelly, Kelly Pilcher was. We all wanted to be Kelly Pilcher. <laughs> right. Um, so you look at that and think, that's interesting that they're in the blue and gold, but... Hats off to Coach Binford for landing those two kids and giving them an opportunity to continue their basketball career. Lexi Deedon making an immediate impact. You know, as she slowed her game down and really mm-hmm. uh, looks at the basket and realizes that she can just jump and shoot over uh, her opponent. Mm-hmm. She's just done a great job in these last few weeks.
0: Gavin Montes had a great boost off the bench. She Nuana is now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. Krista Redpath joining me as she does every Thursday – for around the big sky and women's hoops. It is presented by Staven Hoop. Staven Hoop is hosting trivia on Wednesday nights. So they got it all spread out down there. You can go have yourself a good time, stay socially distanced. You might have to wear your mask, but that's okay. Have a little fun Wednesday nights at Staven Hoop. Let's talk about the point guard matchup. This is one of the best matchups in the league, right?
4: It's going to be fun. I mean, you look at Darian White. I mean, she is just, if not the most explosive player in the big sky, I mean, her ability to get to the hole. Also spot up and shoot, make her teammates better. She looks for Tori Martel. Those two are a great one-two punch, but then you flip it on the other side, Sophia Styles. She is just running a great ball club for Montana. Mm-hmm. You know, Coach Petrino has changed the offense somewhat and given them more freedom within motion. For Sophia, what
0: what do you see in the changes of the offense? Cuz it does look like it's more free flowing than it has it, in the last It's a little years. bit more
4: freelance. I mean, when mm-hmm. you bring that many kids that are new into your program and the way Coach Selvig taught me it was a lot of set plays. Mm-hmm. Um, that only goes so far when you're bringing in a lot of new kids. So I think Coach Petrino really wanted to You know, just give them some more freedom and try to see if they could just be basketball players within that system. And I think Sophia, I mean, you can just see how much pickup and rap ball she's played. Uh, She adapts really well, and she's bringing those bigs along. As Abby and Carmen continue to shoot really well, I think that that system has been great.
0: The Montana, it seems like forever, has always had a dominant post. I mean, all the way back from when Robin Selvig first started to then, you know, not, not during your era and then the early 2000s, some of the best posts in the history of the league, quite honestly. And uh, then it seemed like there was a little bit of a, a gap there. I know Jace Henderson was, was pretty darn good and blossomed tremendously in her senior year uh, and kind of taken over for the role when Kaylee Valley got so hurt. But now it seems like Montana not only has one, but two. Uh, great players in the post.
4: And when you have two like that, it's going to make you even better. I mean, Carmen is shooting like 56% from the floor. I mean, she's just shooting really well, but I think Abby contributes to that because it's really hard to defend those two when you have two kids that can both score like that. I think Abby is deadly from the top of the key. I think she can take it to the basket. She can take to the hole. She can dump off to Carmen. Carmen faces up well. I mean, it's a nice problem to have when you have two underneath the basket, that are that consistent.
0: Abby Anderson, when she came here, you could tell right away, great frame, great length, great defensive IQ, and quite frankly, a, a project offensively. Now though, in year three, she's developed so much. Where have you seen her offensive game grow the most? Do you think it is the ability to hit that mid-range jump shot?
4: I just see, see her confidence rising. So I see her getting you know more confidence in all avenues of her game and whatever is asked of her, I am seeing her respond to. And that's also a vocal leadership position on the floor. Um, I'm just seeing an improvement across the board in her game.
0: Only two seniors in this game. Maddie Shoning for the Lady Grizz, Tori Martell for the uh, Montana State Bobcats. Martell, definitely one of the best set shooters in the league. Such a great complimentary player to Darian White and her ability to, to penetrate and kick. Maddie Schoening just does does all the dirty work, right? She, she's all over the place. It seems to me, though, that Montana State... Maybe has a little bit of an advantage on the perimeter in this game because Martell's such a great shooter, and because some of these freshmen, uh, Leah Beatty, uh, Ava Ranson, when they and, and I mean Taylor Jansen, even when they get it cooking, they can really, they can really take advantage. But it also seems like Montana has the advantage in the front court. So I mean, what's the give and take there? We, we maybe trading twos for threes sometimes, but it does seem like. Montana has a pretty definitive advantage in the post. So how do you how do you think Montana State uh, co- combats that?
4: Well, it's going to be really interesting. Obviously, Martell is extremely comfortable at home. I watched her drop eight threes against North Dakota in December. I mean, that girl can Score shoot record. the ball. And I think if you're Montana, you can never lose her in transition. And that's going to be a key to this game. Montana has a tendency sometimes to, to get wrapped up in the play and not get back. And you just can't do that against this Montana State team. And so I think that's going to be a key to this game is how they're going to be able to defend these shooters and not allowing someone to get hot like a Martel because that can really change the energy and the flow of the game.
0: What do you think the dynamic of the head coaches? Because Mike Petrino's done a great job for Montana so far. He's got the Lady Grizz at 4 and 2 in league play. He's never been a head coach in this game, though. And now Trisha Benford has coached uh, against the Lady Grizz, I believe, if you count the tournament, 35 times. So there's a definitive experience advantage on Montana State side of things. But do, do you feel like, um, The coaching, just the experience versus inexperience plays into this.
4: I think it does to some degree. I mean, obviously Coach Binford here for 15 years in our conference, she's one of the veteran leaders of the whole conference. So I think she's more, I don't know if any coach is at ease during this game. I think they're both just stressed out all week, if I'm going to be honest, because (laughs) there's so much media attention and you just want your kids to do well and not buy into this whole Bobcat Grizz thing too much where it affects their play. I think it has something to do with it. Um, I know Coach Binford and Coach Petrino have a ton of respect for each other and they're friends. And it's been good to see the banter back and forth, but also the respect that they bring mm-hmm. to each other. Um, so I, I think it plays in. Um, but, you know, more so, both of these teams are four and two right now in conference. quarter. Right, right. I mean, this is a critical weekend for wins for, for where sure. you're going to be placed. I mean, they're both tied for third mm-hmm. right now. I mean, that's pretty incredible. They're right in the middle of it. And we have to also look at the fact that Boise is just six weeks away.
0: That's it's not
4: far. And so these games are also much bigger than a cross-state rival.
0: No question. It is Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath. She joins me each Thursday during the 4 o'clock hour. Big Sky, Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops presented proudly by Staven Hoop. It's a speakeasy right below Pangea. Go check it out. We're going to help you go check it out. If you give me a call right now, 361-3688. That's 361-3688. Number two call. Or number two, we got $25 to get you started at Staven Hoop, the great speakeasy right below Pangea. So, uh, One more question on the Cat Grizz game before we start talking a little bit more about the rest of the big sky. What in your mind is the key to victory? I I guess I'll give you each side. The Lady Grizz win if...
4: All right. So I think whoever commands the offensive presence, I mean, you've got to make shots. And I know that's oversimplifying, but we've seen both of these teams play inconsistent throughout conference when they aren't making shots. So that's going to be critical. I also Did think... Did Robin
0: Silva always say all you ever needed to do is rebound and play defense?
4: Right. That's his, so main true. O- his
0: main objective was to only win the game like four to nothing, right? Very
4: true. <laughs> Very true. All right, Coulter, I'll give you that. I, s- I think the second key is who is going to win the battle of the boards because both of these teams are good rebounding teams. Montana out-rebounds their opponent close to five per game. Montana State is close to four per game. So I think whoever controls the boards, it's gonna be really big. It's gonna be big on the defensive end, but much more on the, much more on the offensive end for second chance opportunities, because we see that happening um, with both of these teams. When they have played well, they've dominated those second chance opportunities. I also think it's gonna be whoever takes care of the ball, because we've seen turnovers, especially with Montana, and that's that freelance offense, trying to get used to it and turning the ball over a little bit more. So I think those are three keys uh, to this game.
0: It's so interesting when you look at the personnel standpoint because we do, we do have some of these proven commodities, and then we have all of these new faces that are somewhat mysterious when you talk about this rivalry. And so I think that you're going to get pretty much as advertised from Darian White and Tori Martell. I think you're going to get as advertised from Sophia Styles, Abby Anderson, and uh, Carmen G. Filler. And that's what I think makes this matchup so intriguing is the unpredictable nature of it right I think that we're gonna find the the common fan who maybe hasn't tuned into these two teams very much this year you're gonna find this a, a new hero uh, this weekend right there's gonna be a new rising star
4: there's gonna be someone that comes in is it Jordan Schwein that hits some threes off the bench is right. it Hannah Thurman right um, is it Leah Beatty for Montana State right. like who's this gonna be that is gonna make their name this weekend that's a good point
0: that's why I'm so Tricia Bidford keeps coming back to it. And I appreciate that she has talked with such confidence about it. She keeps saying, we're nowhere close to clicking as a team where we need to be. But I think we have as much talent as anybody in the league. She says the talent is there. And that's what I think makes the Bobcats so dangerous, especially as we get into the stretch run here. Because I didn't know if Lexi did had the ability to score 22 points in a Big Sky game. And she does. And now, so now you have... So far on film, now there's all five of the freshmen have had games where they've just gone off, where they scored 14 or 16 or even upwards of 20 points, and I think that just it it makes for an interesting scout for opponents.
4: And you didn't even know if Caitlin Lamardo was going to come in. I mean, she's starting for Montana State. She also adds a lot of um, length at that guard position, and she can get hot. She can do things.
0: I'm just waiting for her to actually get hot too, because she can get her shot whenever she wants. She's knocked down some shots. She's she also, has, but she
4: hasn't put it all together yet. Right. Sure. Yeah, she has,
0: she's had some games where she's getting, taking good shots and just not making them, but there's going to be a game where she goes five of seven from three instead of two of seven from three. And that's going to be a huge difference for Montana state as well. Right. Around the big sky in women's hoops with Krista Redpath. Uh, let's talk about the rest of the league quickly. Idaho State is uh, basically lapping the field at this point, 10-0 in league play.
4: They are 10-0. and 0. Idaho's right behind them. Um, you know, I want to talk a little bit about Eastern Washington. They're 4-4. Four and four. Overall, their record's 5-8, and eight, but they've put together, you know, a sweep of Portland State and a sweep of Weber. They had cancellations against Southern Utah with COVID, and they arguably are going into a, a really difficult part of their schedule here. They lost two to Northern Colorado, and then they're going to have to um, play against Idaho and both the Montana schools. So they're heading into a pretty difficult part of their schedule, but I was, I've been impressed with Maisie Burnham, who's the freshman. Sure, um, I think she's been in double figures, like in their last eight games and against Northern Colorado, although they lost both those games, she had a double, double in both of her games. And I think Aliyah Alexander, who's another freshman mm-hmm. has come into the mix and she's really joined Grace Kirscher, uh, you know, the Dickie and the Dick girl, Jenna Dick and mm-hmm. um, and Kennedy Dickey. I think that overall Eastern Washington can make a splash this year. They could, they could be in the mix. I mean, Coach Schuler in her 20th season, you know, just grinding away. And I think we have a lot to see over the next few weeks as certain teams develop. I think we've seen the top of the conference kind of evolve. We've seen the bottom half, Coulter, but that middle ground is up for grabs. And we know those coveted buys, the top five get a buy awesome. in Boise. And those are huge. So right now it's gonna be very critical.
0: We, we kind of know that Idaho and Idaho State are the front runners. Do you, Have you seen enough of Montana and Montana State to consider them sort of in that lead pack?
4: I do. I definitely consider them in the lead pack.
0: So that's kind of your top four. So now we're kind of ha- trying to flesh out who then is –
4: yeah, Northern, in, the, in
0: the mix for that five seed. Northern Arizona has got to be right there, they right? They could,
4: you know, they, they it was disappointing in Bozeman. I mean, they really struggled offensively. You could flip that and say Montana State played incredible on the defensive end, but they definitely oh. had some problems. I still think they're in the mix. Personnel wise, I'm not sure where they're going to be. Northern Colorado is another team, and Alicia Davis is so tough.
0: She's so talented, uh, yes.
4: And, and I think if they could just throw her the ball, I mean, she's so good on the defensive end, but I think offensively if they could put her in position to score, she could also do some damage. So I think some of those teams are on the fringe. Portland State, I, you know, I think that they have a couple players. Desiree Hansen, she got her own fan page on Twitter. That's so funny. Uh, you know, I think that there's uh, some good players for Portland State, but I don't know overall if their zone is a, is effective this year, Coulter, as in years past. I right. mean, they
0: don't have a six foot five girl play in the middle right, of it. Right. Right. Courtney uh, West was definitely a big loss.
4: Yeah, they had quite a few weapons there. And then we've seen, you know, Southern Utah, they've just had COVID struggle after COVID struggle, so I really don't have a whole lot to say about them. And then, you know, we've got more at the bottom right now, Sac State, Weber, just trying to find their way and hopefully get a couple wins as conference continues.
0: One of my favorite parts about the rivalry games is going early and watching the warm-ups and just watching the body language of the players who's locked in, all that. And it is it is unfortunate we can't be there live and in person, but they're doing a good job on Pluto TV, on SWX Montana, um, of, of showing the players. And I'll tell you this, just from my four minutes of watching this intro here, they're loose. They don't look nervous at all. This just looks like they're about to go play a... A pickup game. This is, this is not the same intensity. And also, honestly, though, I think that that actually could cater towards the basketball being better right. from stem to stern, right? Well,
4: that's why we, I heard the word pure basketball being thrown around today and just casual conversation and you think about that like maybe without these nerves involved we'll see some some players that normally would come out maybe turn the ball over throw up a shot right you know maybe they're just going to come out and be dialed in
0: i mean quite honestly uh, particularly since the women's game went to quarters which by the way psa men figure it out go to quarters it's so much better the fouls resetting it makes the world of difference the game has so much more flow with the way the bonus works regardless that's a tangent we'll save that for later the, um... Uh, now I completely, I, I completely, der- well, I completely I derailed to, I myself. I have to counter
4: that because I struggled with going to quarters, Coulter. Like when I was on TV, I really struggled. I thought it was too many stops and starts. Really? And But now I'm used to it. Now you know you're know used to I mean?
0: it. I think it smooths out the substitution patterns a lot as well.
4: It just seemed like it was a lot of 10 seconds left.
0: Sure, sure, like sure. Like trying to put sure. up the last shot. Sure, um, sure. That, that, but, that's maybe true. But
4: I've adjusted to it. And I think that for consistency purposes, it would be great to just have everyone be on the same NBA, college hoops, just have them all be quarters. Yeah,
0: no doubt. Well- um you the the first eight to ten minutes rest quarters or halves in these games have often been brutal because it is it's physical everybody's battling you you know so nerves much, yes. you're, you're missing shots but then everybody's you know trying to Crash with the boards and all all this sort of stuff. So I think maybe we have a chance to see some more flow. Krista, thank you so much. It is around the big sky and women's hoops with Krista Redpath, presented proudly by Pangea and Staven Hoop. Pangea has one of the best happy hours in town. Four to five thirty every single day they're open. They're open right now, every day but Sunday and Monday. So four to five thirty at Pangea, half off of house wine, all well drinks, all draft beers, and half off all appetizers. Go give Pangea. A Try Today we will be back next Thursday with more around the big sky and women's hoops with Krista Redpath. But for now, we're about to tip this thing, so we'll keep you updated. Sean Rainey just walked in the studio as well. He's from SWX Montana, and he'll be riding home with us for the rest of this show. Uh, But Krista, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Colter,
4: for having me. It's always a pleasure.
0: Next week. We'll see you then. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear... about the fine folks at Sitka they make awesome winter clothes and they sell custom bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU bookstore you can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org or of course you can check out the MSU bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus they also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU bookstore they have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.